This episode is brought to you by Command Creative Studios. Looking to jump into the podcast world and start making your own content? Command Creative Studios is your one-stop shop for professional podcasts. With a team of audio engineers, music composers, and graphic designers, Command Creative Studios can get your podcast sounding professional as well as looking professional with custom music and artwork that's designed for your creative vision. Command Creative Studios also offers editing, mixing, as well as uploading your content to all major podcast services. For more information, please visit commandcreativestudios.com. That's commandcreativestudios.com. Episode five, The Last of Us. What's the, what's that title? Endure and Survive, based Excellent. on the comic book that's in the game. Excellent. Or in the show. We'll 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 stick it to the show on this episode. All right. All right. Well, Max, it's late. It's Saturday. The episode came out on Friday this time. We're tired. They were very smart by doing that. You messed up my plans, but yeah, I was smart. Good for them. Your plans, it's the whole world's plan. It's the Super Bowl. You gotta you, you don't get crushed by the Super Bowl when you have the power to release it early and everybody watch it early. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Well, we're here to talk about it. Let's talk about episode five. Once again, thank you so much to our Patreon producer, Knight Rider 169. You're an amazing human being. Everybody, thank you for being here. But let's just jump into it. Okay. So this episode might actually be my favorite. I'm still letting it marinate a little bit, but I think this could be, this is top notch for me. It's not Emmy award winning, you know, like episode three uh, with the Bill and Frank story and stuff. But this one gets down to business and it starts pretty strong. We get somewhat like a, like we didn't get like that soft opening that we were getting from the first two episodes that you'd get like the scenes before the credits would roll. But the intro we, would roll. The before, yeah, before the intro would roll. But we did get uh a 10 day, you know, previously. Yeah. Um, which was kind of nice. It, it didn't it didn't really show exactly what we were hoping for as far as like how the revolution actually happened in Kansas City. You get like the day of the final yeah. battle, I guess. That didn't look like any battle. That yeah, like, it looked like a massacre. It was. Yeah. It, it was basically the um, the final ending of Fedra in Kansas yeah. City. And you know, with revolution, sometimes how um, the the oppressor right treated right. the pe- people the they it's reciprocated by the people on yeah. that. So Kansas City obviously was very brutal. Right. And that opening scene was extremely brutal. They're hanging people. They're beating them, stripping them of their clothes. Yeah. They're, they're dragging them through the streets in the back of, you know, pickup well, trucks, pick up trucks yep. Humvees, whatever it was. So when, when, when you see a revolution become is that violent, yeah. that's because they were that it, they were being treated that poorly. You know, there was no diplomacy yeah. in this. It's not like, a, oh, you guys were taking over, you're exiled. No, this was a lot of anger. And it wasn't, it didn't even look like it was just the, the you know, it looked like everybody was participating. Yeah. You know, p- there were multiple people beating on Fedra soldiers. There were people just, you know, you know, 
what is that? Uh, point blank range shots. Right. It was it was pretty brutal. It was quick, but it was powerful. Yeah. In what you saw. Yeah. And it was interesting because when you look at the previous episode, when they actually, uh, when Joel and Ellie arrive in uh, Kansas City, yeah. you see like ashes of bodies. Like, yep. you know, it looks like they just burned. Yeah. So I didn't realize even at that time that this is pretty close to when they actually, when, the, overthrew. You know, when they overthrew Fedra. Like it, yeah. it happened just 10 days prior to them yeah. arriving there. So I guess good luck or bad luck, depending on what you, how you want to take it. Yeah. But so, all right. So we see this scene and then we see um, Kathleen interrogating a bunch of people in the, the I, guess, I guess it could be like a Fedra prison section again, yeah. behind mm-hmm. a fence. And so she looks like she has all the collaborators um, that Fedra used during their time in power, yeah, right? The all, like, all the snitches and the rats and stuff. And she's, her, she's hell bent on getting to Henry. Yeah. Um, because obviously we know um like she blames Henry for what happened to her brother. Yeah. And we and she's really hell bent on finding him and she's trying to get that information out of these people to the point where it's like she calls him out on it, where it's like, Why aren't you informing? This is what you do. Yeah. Like, go ahead and do it. And then she threatens them that she's gonna walk out and they're all gonna die. One person actually decides to the snitch on Henry, but then also this is the first time that she finds out that the doctor, yeah. I think this is the first time we hear his name, Dr. Edel, Edelstein? Yeah. that's yeah. Is Edelstein or Edelman? I think it's, it's Edelstein. Edelstein. Okay. Edelstein. Yeah. Let's let's just stick with that. No, that's what it is. Kyle, if we're wrong, I'm sure you'll message me. It, it is Edelstein <laughs> confirmed. Confirmed. Okay. Yeah. So this is the first time that she hears about Dr. Uh, Edelstein, and that's the person that she shoots in the previous, previous episode, episode, that he was helping Henry and Sam- yeah. Kind of hide out. And she she looks a little shocked, right? Yeah, because she, she she I guess they they knew of all the collaborators and that that's who's in this room, and she even mentions that Edelstein did a great job, better than everybody in the room of yeah, concealing like, the new fuckers. Like she literally yeah, says something like that. Yeah, yeah, that he concealed and you know, and he it makes sense for him to be a, a, a snitch, I guess, because he if he's the doctor, he's probably interacting with a ton of people sure. and getting all kinds of information during exams and checkups and things and things like that. So, sure. um, but to his thing, he said they put a gun to his head for him to to divulge information, right? You know, so it, it, it's a tough situation. She did mention that some of the people were snitching because they were getting food. I think she mentioned apples. Apples, yeah. Like, I, like, you know, she for, said food, I, medicine, and then like she makes a comment like an apples, and like freaking that. apples, yeah. right? Because yeah, I'm, produce is probably scarce. I know <laughs> I, I wouldn't snitch for for freaking an apple. Twenty years, man. Twenty years know. in that kind of world. I don't like apples that much. My daughter, she loves apples. She probably would have snitched. You like apples? <laughs> How you like these apples? I got a number. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but after so, they tell her this information, she she tells Perry to. To kill them all anyway and burn the bodies. Yeah, it's more efficient. So, so yeah, it's more efficient. So the bodies we saw, we thought that were only Fedra. There was it's Fedra guys and informants probably mixed in, in the into the, some of those right. burned bodies. Right. So Kathleen is obviously is very cold-hearted. Uh, you know, she's focused and she doesn't she doesn't even want to deal with these people trials. She even mentioned if we got a trial, they'll still be found guilty. Yeah. So well, let's just skip to the chase. You know? Right. Yeah. So then the next scene, we see Henry and Sam, and they're kind of hiding out in like some kind of alleyway. And it looks like they're trying to meet up with uh, Edelstein. 
Yeah. Um, and his hideout. And so they meet up with him at a house. He takes him up into the attic, which is the same attic that we yeah. saw in the previous episode. Yes. And he's got a bunch of food there for them. And it looks like the three of them are going to hide out there and wait for their first opportunity to kind of sneak away. Just sneak away. Um, and I all... think he mentioned, um, Henry mentioned, like, if they ration the food properly, they could stay. I think he said 11 days or up to 11 Something days. Something like that, yeah. Uh, uh, so that that's, uh, that's when I think they do that, the flash forward to... 10 days later, right? Not yet. So what happens is um, Edelstein uh, mentions to Henry that Sam, uh, they have a conversation oh, that okay. Sam's scared. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so he's, he he um, kind of like tells Henry, like, you know, he sees your face. And yeah, so he, he kinda, sees your fear. You're kind of leading into the fear. Yeah. And so he goes over to kind of talk to Sam. And this is the first time we realize that Sam is deaf. He can't yeah. hear. And this is different from the video game. Yeah. So Sam can hear in the game. And so this is kind of a different kind of twist on it, yeah. which it looks like, um, I think the showrunner, it's, uh, it was Craig who, who, who pitched it to Neil. Right. That said, you know, it would be better if he was deaf to make the, the, the dependency even greater between Sam and right. Henry. Right. Because they speak obviously a, a language that not everybody does. So, Sam is even more dependent upon Henry. Yeah. In, in that sense. I think it's a great move. Oh, it's genius. So he gives he gives Don't give those jobs to chimps, man. <laughs> so 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 Henry gives Sam some crayons to draw on the wall and stuff, which yeah. is the same stuff or that you obviously will flash back or flash forward again from mm -hmm. the previous episode where you see all these drawings and stuff on the wall and everything. So obviously that was Sam drawing them there. Yep. And he gives the stuff to him so that way he can kind of take his mind off of things that's happening outside in the real world. Because he saw a lot of harsh things that the night you yeah, know, that I'm night, sure. Yeah, seeing you know what they were doing to the Fedra agents. Right. Yeah. Um. So then now we fast forward ten days ten later, days. and all the food's gone. You see Henry kind of looking out the windows. Edelstein's gone. He went to go get food. Yeah, and he, he never came back. back. And yeah. so he kind of reassure the night. Yeah. So he reassures Sam that Edelstein's gonna be back. Right. Yeah. So then I think it goes to the next night mm -hmm. or the next day. Edelstein's still not there. Yeah. Um, so Sam, or Henry's like, all right, Sam, we got to leave. We got to go find food. He's not coming back. Something happened. Yeah. So they pack up and they go downstairs. And right when they go downstairs, you hear a car crash. Yeah. He looks out the window and then he witnesses Joel and the firefight that he had in the previous episode yep. with, um, Brian and the goons. The guy's yeah, Brian, Brian and the goons. Right. Yeah. And he sees Joel basically Handling just kind of kick ass. Yep. So he kind of comes up with, well, we got to get this guy. He's going to help us get Escape. out of the city. So now we fast forward again to that night where Joel and Ellie are sleeping in the top of the apartment complex. or It looked like an office building. Office building. It was an office building. And yeah. we did find learn some valuable information here. <laughs> Joel actually did break glass in the hallway, yeah. not just in the room. It Smart, still doesn't work. But it didn't work at all anyways. I think uh, it, it, the, how easy Henry and Sam get through that broken glass yeah, now easy. makes me think like whenever they did that in movies or TV shows, it was all BS because it probably does. Because it's like kind of obvious. They just like just walk very carefully around the glass and, you know. Still, like there was some noise being made and Ellie didn't hear it either. So it didn't, it didn't really matter. Yeah. So we can't blame Joel and his deaf ear. It was both of them. So it's fine. So now we fast forward to that scene where Ellie wakes up Joel, and then you have Sam and Henry holding guns on them. Yes. And so now we're just, we're caught up. Now we're back into real time. So yeah. that was our brief 
yeah flashback kind of thing and it was done well it was done well. I'm, i was to be honest with you out of the entire episode that's the most i was disappointed with because i felt like there was so much room that they could have told something in that in that amount of time that i really would have wanted to know like i you add, they added this character Kathleen into the mm-hmm. into the show that's not obviously in the video game. So I wanted to kind of see more of her development to get to a re- Well, they're going to get there in this episode. They give you a little bit more on her. I mean, not I want to see it. You know oh. what I mean? I want to see I want to see her brother. I want to see you know how she became kind of shitty. I guess would be the best way to say we're, we're diving into a Wednesday episode. We're here. diving into a Wednesday episode. <laughs> um, but I mean, I would have liked to have seen those things. I, yeah. I'm telling you, I really liked the soft opening so much yeah. in the other episodes that I just, I thought that was a formula that was really going to stick around. It would have been so cool to get, just get. Well, you know, it's different directors who, who it's, you know, but it's so. the director's not, I think that's just, that's, that's an ultimate choice by the showrunner and ultimate Maybe. choice by the writers and stuff like that. It would, yeah. it's. It, look, if I'm looking for things to be disappointed about in this show, that's one of them. And it's not saying making it a bad show. It just means that I would have liked it. Anyways. <laughs> Let's leave Wednesday's episode for Wednesday episode. That's more breaking down current. <laughs> I don't know. That's more. Anyway, that's a lot of opinions and hopefuls. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So <laughs> now it's now it's the morning. It's the next day. And you see. Well, before then, I mean, you got to bring up that Henry basically kind of eases Joel that, that I, I like that scene where Henry is kind of like he's not here to hurt them he wants them to kind of work together and he's convincing him like if I put my gun down are we going to be cool yeah, yeah. and Joel is is like we're going to be cool like he's Batman right. and Ellie is kind of like hinting at him like dude say it nicely kind of thing like well no because first like he's, i think he, i think henry says something like dude i don't believe you and she's yeah. like no no no, that's just the way he, he talks. talks yeah he talks yeah. like he's rapping like he's he's angry all the time you know right and so i really i, I like that kind of I- I- interaction right there yeah. between ellie and joel and joel and henry but basically henry he he doesn't want them to be enemies they want he wants to work together right that's why he's there yeah he, that's why he he's needs there. their help right yeah and little did you know I guess uh, you know Ellie and Joel know that they they need their help as well. Yeah, so it, it's kind of a perfect. They had a little meal. Couples marriage. They had a little meal from from stuff they got at Bill's place. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what, what it looked like. Just some old meat. I don't know. What the I don't hell know. That was. Maybe some more of that ravioli. <laughs> no, they said they got it from Bill's. Bill might have. Oh, Bill ain't a guy who's making ravioli. Nah, it's not making like some ravioli, man. Leftover veal or some yeah. shit. Bill. <laughs> Bill has a veal? pasta maker. He's <laughs> making fresh uh, well, Wednesday stuff again. Let's get back on track. R.I.P. Bill. R.I.P. <laughs> okay, so now, now they're talking around the conference room and stuff, right? That we're at now. Well, n- not quite he he kind of tells him like you know okay what do you need from us and he's like yeah you're gonna we're gonna we're gonna oh, escape yeah, he tells him like you've got the tunnels that there's yeah no, there's you're no here to yeah, see yeah. through the thing and then you know pretty much now the next morning there it's it's daylight they're in like a big conference room yeah. where they can you literally you could see out all of pretty much kansas city from there right and that's when he he kind of tells him t- henry tells joel you know that he wasn't a snitch; he was an informant, right? And, and uh, Joel Joel says, "I don't work. I don't work with rats." And then Henry comes back and says, "You fucking Today do you now. Do. Today yeah. you fucking do." So th- it was really good. Yeah. I, I really like his delivery on that. Oh yeah, that really today good. you do. You today know? you do. Yeah, like like it, it shows that there's obviously there's obviously informants in all these QC zones because you know, and and 
Joel mentions that he heard Kansas City was really harsh, really bad. He did? Oh, I didn't yeah, catch that. he mentioned he mentioned like I heard Kansas City was pretty bad, you know, in terms right. of how Fedra handled things. Well, is this the part where uh Henry tells Joel like how bad it really was, like what Fedra yeah, was doing. Yeah, they were raping and and, yeah. and, and they, they were pretty harsh. He was like, calling, I think he like compared it to like the mafia or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. So so now Henry tells him the the grand scheme that they were going to use tunnels to go f- that start from like a Bank of America. They can go underground, and because what Perry's group and Kathleen's, you know, the 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 resist rebellion, whatever, they don't even have a name, just the rebellion we'll call them, right? We can call them the first order for a lot of shit. <laughs> first order. They, they basically got all the, the, the highways that circle, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, Kansas City covered, but there's a, there's a little gaps behind the highway and to get through there, they're going to use tunnels, right, to get past there and then there's a, a creek with a bridge. Once they pass over the bridge, it's they're scot-free, right? right. right. So it, the great plan is the tunnels... Now, the tunnel. The reason he wants Joel to come with them is in case there's anything down there. Yeah, because that they can handle. yeah, because he saw how Joel handled himself against yeah. Brian and the gang. Yeah, and so you know if there's a clicker or an affected down there, he thinks Joel's going to be the one who's going to handle his shit because he tells Joel that he's never killed anybody. Yeah, and so he's he's ne- that's never been his bad. Yeah, he's so, not a, he's yeah. not a violent person. He even mentions to Joel that the guns that they had pointed at him were empty, so it right. was just all a bluff. And I I I do appreciate when you said clickers, like he called them clickers, you know, because that was the first time Ellie's heard the word clicker because he was like. Ellie was describing them, you know, the ones that see in the dark like bats, and he's like, "Oh, you right. ran into a clicker." Yeah, and and that reconfirmed to Henry that oh. You guys know how to handle yourself. You survive two clickers. Right. You know? Yeah. So that, you know, solidified everything. You guys are badass. Yeah. All right. Yep. So they go in the tunnels and then they find um they find a settlement down there. Yeah. Like an abandoned settlement. Yeah. And from the early days of of, you know, the infection, you know, I guess some people decided to, you know, go underground and not deal with Fedra. So now we got a, a, another option. We've been counting options, uh, um, you know, raiders, slavers, right. Fedra, you know, you know, um, on your own like Bill. And now we, f- we found there were people, you know, sewer sewer dw- dwellers. Right. They, they, they decided to go underground because they thought that was their best option. And yeah. it looked like they built, I mean, I think they ended up in like a school section. Yeah, I mean, there was like books and stuff around. There was like tables for like learning and shit, yeah. and like look, look, there was like a little soccer goal area yeah. on the in the corner and stuff. It was in the game. I remember that section in the game, and it's actually it's pretty cool. There's a lot of stories and stuff that are in there, like um, that you could pick up and read and stuff. Yeah, yeah like it's ish. pretty. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna replay it uh, before our Wednesday's episode so I can see if I can add anything else to this episode. But what's what's cool about this is you start seeing Ellie and um, Sam bonding. Like they find the comic book that the the show is is titled after, "Endure and Survive." And Ellie, you know, tell you know, the, Sam has this little etch a sketch, like makeshift. I can't say it now. That's a sketch. Yeah. See now it's a tongue twister. That's X. Sketch. Etch a sketch. Etch a, Etch a sketch. sketch. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to edit that oh out. Oh, my right? God. I know. You're going to leave that in there. <clears throat> I already forgot about it. Anyway, that's why he uses to write things out, you know, for people who don't know how to sign. Yeah. 
and and she tells him that she has a whole bunch of volumes of this and you know there you can see a nice um rapport that they're already building you know really quickly you know it's it's two kids and ellie ellie has a soft spot for for the kids it's which is it was a great um to see ellie in that light right yeah well she's been surrounded by adults for a while you know kind of hovering over her imprisoning her yeah not letting her do her thing so it was nice to actually it must have been nice for her to actually have someone that kind of on her level yep so she can mess around with and joke and have fun and someone like the she doesn't have to be so, so serious. So serious. Yeah. yeah. And then Henry has another great conversation now with Joel. Yeah. And says that, you know, I kind of lied. I did, you know, I have killed somebody. Right. But indirectly, she's he's referring to Kathleen's brother. Uh, uh, Michael. Michael, <clears throat> who he said was a great person, would have followed him to anything. Yeah. Um, But he ended up, you know, obviously being a, a rat of snitch because Sam... Got leukemia. Leukemia, and mm. there was a pill that worked really well in curing him, but it was in the hand of Fedra. Yeah. So it was- an He had ex- to give him something big. Something big. And yeah. who better than the resistance leader to get the medicine to save your brother? Right. Sacrificing Kathleen's brother for his, his brother. Yeah, and, this, and then that scene was kind of cool. Well, in a way, because you get an idea that- it, the, that Michael, Kathleen's brother, wasn't just a big deal to her. Yeah. Because I don't think we got that um, that idea in the previous episode. No, and it gets he was a big deal. in the next conversation. Right, he was a big deal to everybody. Yeah, he was so, the leader of the resistance. Right, and I, I don't, we didn't know that. Yeah. So now now we do. Now we do, you know. And he obviously was very charismatic and, and, and uh, a, a, a good leader in the sense that the way Henry was talking about, he was talking about him very positively and glowing, saying like he would have followed him to anything yeah right and so yeah. he probably spoke extremely well it would have been really nice to see you know I, I, see that because yeah, totally he like. sounds like a very you know martin luther king kind of leader where he spoke great people kind of admired him and said okay we're there's a, a rebellion that's rising, right right they didn't do an action but it was coming it's interesting that you said martin luther king because the when the next scene when Kathleen talks it's, about him, it yeah. seemed she portrays him as a person who was forgiving, forgiving. Let's talk about stuff, you know. Yeah. And so that scene, b- b- build it up. It, yeah, okay, so let's go to that. So now we see Kathleen. She's in her childhood home. Perry shows up. Yeah, makes a con like you know. Kathleen lot, yeah. makes a or Kathleen makes a comment. How'd you find me? And Perry's like, oh, I was talking to your mom. And so <laughs> she's like, Hey, she's over there. But then she starts talking about her brother, and this yeah. is like the um. In that room where they grew up, yeah. and like how she would tell stories to her to her to reassure her that things would be okay, okay. safe, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And then she kind of realizes that you know she's not like that. Like her brother was caring and was thoughtful and forgiving and forgiving because she even says like at some point the last time she talked to her brother was when her he brother was locked was in up. Fedra, yeah, yeah, and her brother tells her to forgive Henry. Yeah. Her brother knows that that he's there because of Henry. Yeah. She knows that he's there because of Henry and he still tells her forgive him. Because yeah. like I'm I'm assuming that he knew, hey, his brother's about to die. He had to do something. Exactly. So he probably knew about the leukemia stuff. That's what have been nice to, you know, actually we're just Yeah. We're putting this together the what we think based on these conversations. Right. And so she says like I'm not I forget the words that she actually uses. We'll pull that for Wednesday. Yeah. But in a way, she just says, like, she's not a good person. Yeah. She's never she's, been a good person. She's not like that. She's yeah. not like him. Like, yeah, so she, she can't forgive. Yeah. She's not going to be like that person who 
can like not forgive but then talk about stuff right she's an act person she's a like i'm gonna just go kill you yeah fuck all that other shit so she's in full-on revenge, revenge mode, mode yeah which in another way i know i had mentioned this in the last episode which i kind of wanted there to be a little bit more mm-hmm. like you know they were a close community yeah i wanted to see like what relationships were there before obviously people had to go on separate sides they did have a good tight because the if you see how henry was talking about her brother henry was obviously part of the resistance because he said he would have followed him to whatever ends of the earth kind of right thing, right? right so it, kathleen knew henry right definitely because if henry is hovering henry had to been close to what's the brother's name michael had to be yeah. close to michael for him to be able to deliver him to fedra he must know his routine where he's camped at all those kind of things so Kathleen obviously knows Henry is close with Michael. So, right. So that's what makes it even more, um, the rage is even more because Kathleen probably, they, I'm just assuming, they probably broke bread together. They probably, you know, I, interacted I, I, yeah. before. And then now you're the one who goes and snitches and gets my brother locked up. That it's even fuels that, that anger, even yeah. more that revenge. And then Perry says something great in there. He's like, we all loved Michael. He was a great man, but he didn't get anything done. It sounds like Michael was more diplomatic and maybe more, you know, a, maybe a great speaker and getting people into that that mindset of right. this is not right. We need to do. We need to do. But Kathleen came and she she went the other way. She was more of an act. She she was more of let's right. let's let's not to go too civil rights here. It sounded like Michael was Martin Luther King. Kathleen is a little bit more Malcolm, Malcolm X, X. Yeah, you know, in in her in her approach. And, right. And Perry credited her as like, like Michael didn't get the rev- the revolution um, to win. You did. You're the one that made us win. Right. Take action and you know push forward and get Fedra out. Yeah, but it also seems like she used like she used her rage for what happened to her brother yeah, to, to, to motivate, motivate everybody yeah. else. So in a way, if you think about it, mm-hmm. it kind of was the brother because if the brother doesn't die, yeah, or like yeah, all that yeah. shit doesn't happen becomes to him, a martyr. Then yeah, then it, everything else doesn't fall into place for yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, Maybe the brother knew this too. He's like, hey, I'll sacrifice myself ooh. to you know. That's why he probably said, forgive Henry because me dying or me getting executed is going to fuel this revolution that's going to overtake Fedra. You don't need to blame Henry for this. This is all part of the grand plan. It's it's Judas and Jesus, right? Christ right here. Oh, man. You know, like if you want to go even deeper, right? Right, right. It's like Henry served the purpose here and forgive him because this act is going to get us the result that we wanted and I'm willing to sacrifice myself for that. It could have been something like that if you want to go really deep. So then we can go even farther and then if yeah. like she would have actually listened to him Ooh. and forgave Henry. Oh, let's don't don't go too much. Then let's maybe we'll talk everything about it. else. All right. Let's get get to it. Let's get right. to it. <laughs> well, before we go into the next thing, let's take a quick break and yeah, listen to our spot. sponsor. We'll be right back. Guys, want an amazing night out where you get to enjoy award-winning wine with a comfortable and relaxing atmosphere? Well, if you're in the LA County area, Pacella Winery's tasting room is just an Uber ride away. The tasting room is very comfortable, laid back, and relaxing with ample seating and a heated back patio that offers a relaxing and private atmosphere. 
With over 35 years of collective winemaking experience, Steve Lemley and Nate Hasper joined forces in 2009 to create Pacello Winery's first vintage. The two share an uncompromised and very passionate approach to winemaking that continues to push the limits of their craft with every vintage. Highly rated and award-winning, Pacello Wineries even were named Wine Enthusiast Magazine's highest-rated Zinfandel in the entire California Central Coast. With hotels and restaurants nearby, Pacello Winery's tasting room is the ideal date-night experience. Make sure to mention this podcast when you visit and get a free tasting. Can't make it to the tasting room? Check them out online at PacelloWinery.com and feel free to email them for future wine deliveries in your area. That's Pacello Winery, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And remember, Pacello Winery simply doesn't just follow other winemaking trends, meaning there are no limitations to the envelope they push. That's PacelloWinery.com, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And we're back to the show. Yes, we are. All right, so now... We cut back to, you know, our heroes. <laughs> our heroes. So they're now, they're out of the tunnels. Yeah. They're on the other side of the freeway. Mm-hmm. We're getting a little. It's uh, a small, it's a, it's like a little community, like a suburb community close to the city, but outside of the city. Right. It's like, it's like Santa Clarita or something. Yeah, Who pretty, exactly. Um, so Henry's getting a little cocky. Yeah. Seems like, oh, my plan worked. Just yeah. me right here. We could be as loud as we want. We could yep. talk and do whatever we need. Joe's still a little cautious. As he should be, because yeah. it's Joel. He's been through some stuff. And then you get to see the greatest shot in the history oh. of any sniper out there. Ten it's, yards away. Man, it was a bad shot. Maybe it was a warning shot. <laughs> Maybe the guy's been sitting there forever with nothing to do. Dude was as old as Methuselah. He's been drinking. Hands a little shaky. Yeah. Doesn't know what's going on. The anyway. dude looked like he was 80. Yeah. So he's a, he, they, anyway. uh, sniper fires off of a shot to, uh, into Joel and the gang. And it's, you know, ten, they take cover. They take covers. Joel realizes this guy's a really bad shot. He's not going to hit me. I'm going to go sneak over there, flank him, flank him, and take him out. And if there's a scene in the movie where you're kind of like, or in the, in the TV show, you're kind of like, what the fuck just happened? This will be that, this will be that moment. The guy clearly sees Joel advancing on him. He's trying to shoot Joel as he's getting closer. And at yeah. some point, he can't shoot Joel anymore because he's too close to the house. Yeah. So any human being, I'm assuming, would maybe turn around and defend their backside. This guy continues to still just like, oh, well, I can't get that guy anymore. I'm going to shoot yeah. like blind fire into everybody else. So Joel just comes up behind him. But before then, before then. There's a before then? Before that point. What? Joel gets to, you know, right by the house and he sees in the distance the creek or river whatever it is and the bridge and he he does a look like i, I didn't can see that dip, i, I can leave and screw all this let me just go find a battery and get my brother can i get the battery you, it, it's just a it's a brief little look hesitate and then he realized he's like i'm gonna stick and and go protect the kids and, I, and Ellie. I miss that. Look, look at the scene. He, he well, kind of looks, and it's like a I'm little... gonna be honest with you. I watched that scene at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> on my phone with earbuds in. I yawned probably right there. I missed that. I got to go back. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll notice it for Wednesday. And maybe to play devil's advocate or devil's advocate, the the snipers thought maybe uh, he got away. He's not gonna come in here. But a smart sniper would be like, 
Let me at least put a uh, uh, what, what what remember those um uh what he should strike done. a claymore maybe uh, so as soon as he opens the door poof. or maybe he should have broke a bunch of glass behind him so he could have heard something coming up behind coming up with, yeah so Joel kills the guy well actually he gives him a chance yeah. put the gun down the guy's not having it like don't do it don't do it don't and do he, it. he gets shot smack you like a battery now Joel hears you know a radio mm-hmm. and the guy already called. Kathleen and the crew, oh, and she's sweet, like, "Sweet, lovely Kathleen." Kathleen's like, "We're right down the street. We'll Hold be them there. there. We're on our way." Yeah, that, that's exactly the line. I think. <laughs> right? I don't think it is. No. And now you see Kathleen bailing down with a, a convoy and this huge truck with like a bat, with a a snowplow kind of you know reverse snowplow yeah, yeah. battering ram. What does it say on it? Run. Maybe and it, that's for Wednesday. That's I yawned again. Now, not, now Joel is trying to shoot them, like to 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 stop them, right? Um, and they're they're ripping through cars in the street, creating a path for Kathleen and her crew. Yep. Joel finally hits them. They crash into a house, mm-hmm. and Ooh. boom, it explodes. Right. So now Kathleen and the crew come in, and. She she tells a group to go and go flank Joel. Whatever right. happened to those guys? I we got I got to look it back on for for Wednesday's episode because there were a few guys who went to go flank Joel. Oh, I right? forgot about that. Right? Yeah. Wait, did did I they remember did. that? Wait, hold that, on. Was that my so third yarn? I'm assuming w- w- I'll touch about those guys in a little bit. But now Kathleen comes out and um, Henry and um, Sam and Ellie are hiding behind a car, and Kathleen is like telling henry to come out you know they got we got you henry is is not does she know he's about because no that was kind of weird like she doesn't know exactly where he is until he stands up puts his hands up yelling and the car is on her right on her right right there it's kind of she's still kind of like so he he puts his arms up he's like you know because he's trying to save the kids and she's she she has a conversation with him briefly saying like maybe Sam was supposed to die. You sacrificed your, my brother for your brother, right. and you know, basically, Kathleen made it implied that he, she's gonna kill him, the Sam, and the people you yeah. know they're with. Who she don't killed give a Brian shit. and those crew, those That's right. people. She doesn't care. Right when she pulls out the gun, that big truck that Joel had shot the driver, and they crashed and tore down a house right. and it exploded. It kind of falls down like into a sinkhole, mm-hmm. and you hear the sound of the infected. And this is one of the coolest scenes. Like you know, what was was it? What, last episode we were talking about comparing the Walking Dead a little bit yeah. to this. Yeah, Walking Dead. The the zombies. I had the same conversation slow. with my wife. Yep, they're slow as dirt. You can walk around and knock them out these guys came out like they were demons coming out of hell they were they bum rushed them yeah it was like world war z it, it, yes I, I just watched that the other night it's Again, good i love I like that, movie. that movie yeah i love that movie actually they came rushing out so now for it's total chaos the the soldiers are just shooting you know and the they, infected and forget they got, henry and, and those they got guys some, and they got some badass guns too yeah they got like real not not you know little pea shooters yeah they, bolt rifles they didn't grab that, a bolt rifle like one like joel two they have automatics and semi-automatics yeah, yeah. they're well in the way joel starts to kind of like snipe and protect the kids and i love this scene because it's like ellie and joel are in like 
freaking simpatico here. They're they're in sync, like with with with. I, I, they they briefly kind of like look at each other, but obviously she can't see him from the window she's in. But it's kind of like they were in sync. Like so, she she Joel notices a window in a car that's open. She sees it and she beelines to it, and Joel is picking off infected. Get, clearing a path for her, she jumps in, and this super gymnastic kind of little girl comes yeah. in there with her. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was like the ring or something. Yeah, he she she gets she jumps out of there. Joel's picking people off. Joel all of a sudden is an excellent marksman. Yeah, with wait, a right with good a job, with Joel, a scope. Right, <laughs> he just needed a scope. Right, that's why. Yep. But then all of a sudden, the big boy comes out of the ground. Yeah, uh, the the bloater. Oh man, and he is huge. Like if you if, if for those who didn't play the game, bloaters are one of the rarest in the games, and it's basically somebody who's been affected for an extremely long time, right. where the fungus just, you know, as you can see, it just surrounds their whole body almost like an armor. So they like regular gunfire. Yeah, just kind of nothing to them. Yeah, and then so in the last episode when uh, Perry takes Kathleen to the basement, yeah, of where of where Henry and and Sam were hiding out. We see a bulging. We thought it was going to be a bloater. Yeah, but I don't think that was a bloater there. I think that was just a, a, a like a like a horde. Yeah, like um horde. What are I going? Yeah, a, a big nest. Yeah, it's yeah. a big, big a big nest of infected and like pulsating, almost like how like um I guess a living artery. I guess yeah. that would be the way you say it. And it seemed like that whole thing because that was way in the city. Yeah, and I feel like that might have been connected. All the way out to yeah, maybe they heard the explosion and the sound. And remember, Henry had told Joel that Fedra had pushed all the infected down into the sewer in the and world? eliminated them. Some of them at some point as well. He she he mentioned that a soldier told him that they had gone down there and eliminated a lot of the infected that they had pushed down into. I don't know, like how Fedra could have possibly done that because maybe considering. They, I mean, I guess we like baiting with other little kids or something. <laughs> no other people and then get them out or sacrifice them. Maybe, but seeing how they advanced on Kathleen's crew, that I don't see how they oh, possibly could have yeah, done they that. They were like, aggressive. That's the first, like, that was the first time you can see how, like, they were taking over cities. The infected yeah. were, like, in oh, like, such a mass, like, quantity. Like, you touched on with The Walking Dead, how they're, like, all super slow and you could walk around them. Well, that was one thing about the Walking Dead shows. It's like, dude, they're so slow. Like, yeah. you can see them walking down the freeway. I'm like, oh, here, here comes some, uh, some walkers. Let's build a wall. It'll take us a couple hours, but we'll have it done before they, before get, they here. get here. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it was kind of like it really you wiped out the whole world this way. Where in this show you can see that how that could happen because they were aggressive. flying at these guys, super aggressive. They were jumping. They were yeah. freaking. They were hauling it. They yeah. were they were not playing games. So how Fedra could possibly have pushed those push that um yeah. them down? I mean, I don't I just I'd love to see that in a flashback. And how that <laughs> yeah, happened. that would have been cool. You know, so, so now Joel is picking them off the and the bloater is like killing everybody, ripping people apart. Did we already get to the part though when uh, Ellie gets out of the car though? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then she sees Sam Oh yeah and and Henry under the car. Right. And so she goes and, and she takes out the knife. So this is actually kind of from the game. Yeah. So in the game, you make shivs in the yeah. game. And so you can go behind uh, the infected and, and then even them. um yeah and clickers and stuff. 
and you stab him, and that's kind of it. She catches like two of them. She catches two of them, stabs him in the neck. Yep. And so it's kind of like they kind of drop pretty easily. Yeah. Think like been how crazy the they the were. Yeah. They would still maybe like fling around for a yeah. little bit. But I thought that was kind of cool. Joel knew what she was going to do. Yeah, she he's protecting her, like her blind spot. Yeah. She, he's picking people off. Yeah. So it, those three it kind felt, of get it up. It felt very video game-ish It right was there. pretty cool. It was really cool. Yeah. So now those three are starting to get out of their trouble. And you see Perry and Kathleen and the bloaters coming. And Perry is like... Perry's like, I'm going to kill myself right now. Well, he didn't say that quite. He, he basically His said actions that. actions did that. I'm going to kill myself right now. He tells Kathleen... Way. To leave because Kathleen, you're technically the leader of this resistance. Your high priority they is get the hell out of here. They both could have left. What he, well, he did... was going to give her time to leave because the bloater was moving too. So he starts shooting and it's not doing anything, and he gets an epic death. The bloater like literally rips his freaking rips head, his head off. off. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I feel like they both could have ran. So now you think Kathleen is gone? No, you don't. Right? Well, <laughs> she she ran away the you, other direction. I think we've come to the conclusion that Kathleen is such a like a lunatic. So so bent on on what's that line from revenge? What's the line from um, Black Panther Wakanda that Shiri says? Revenge has consumed me. Oh, That's exactly what it is. Completely consumed her. It's to consumed the point of, like, her. At no point did I think that she left the scene for like, yeah. to go fight another day. You knew that she's still gonna stick around. Yeah, she's. I, 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 I mentioned in, it like last episode. She's like freaking Moby Dick and Captain Ahab. She is like dead set on this. It's kind of and, just, and if you look at her character, it it it's. It's actually, it's really disappointing that her character is that way because I feel like... It's compelling, though. I, I can't wait to talk about it on Wednesday. It's disappointing. It's really disappointing. <laughs> I, I really wish there was more to the story a little bit, like, about, like... I mean, I guess there's she's enough She's only there. a guest star for two episodes, man. She's not a big... Anyway. But, so now she she stops Henry, Ellie, and Sam right at their tracks, right when they're about to get behind to go to the bridge. And like a villain... She's you know, got to start talking. She has to start talking. She's monologuing. Yeah. She starts monologuing. And then Ellie looks to the, her her left, and she realizes Ellie is looking. She has her gun out. And was it the same gymnast uh I thought that. Because I, I was trying, because yeah. they, they had like, like, some check. special shirt on or something like that. Yeah. I think it was. We look at it on Wednesday. Yeah, we're going to look at that. I'm the, pretty sure it was. The kid infected jumps on her starts wailing ufc style like wailing Man, on yeah. her and then starts to basically she's you know, trying to tap out it's not happening not happening to, and she, she's done the three of them escape off joel obviously comes out and they are quote-unquote scot-free and kansas city now after having Kansas City under rebellion rule for I did air quotes like we're on television or recording this I saw that it. everybody can't see these air quotes. It's, they're so powerful. Look, they're coming look, through on listen, the podcast. Listen, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that they had it for like eleven days, almost twelve days, and in twelve days the infected has probably overrun all Kansas. Kansas City is gone, gone. Yeah, and it, gone. Did you notice how like at the end of that fight they all just started going towards Kansas City? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 going. They're gone. Kansas but, is finished. Well, yeah, but why did they start heading over to Kansas City though? Because that's where more people are. But how did I mean? They, so they that, hear them. They thinking, feel them. All maybe, that kind maybe of stuff. Maybe that other pulsating thing yeah, opened up, and then they discovered yeah. like they're all communicating. Yeah, Kansas City is 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 a wrap. I can't wait to discuss this further uh, in terms of leadership uh, um, with <laughs> Kathleen on Wednesday. We'll leave that alone. Flash forward, the 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 heroes, Joel. Sam, Henry, and Ellie, they're now like in a motel. 
that closest thing we could think Motel of. Motel Six, maybe Motel it was, six. A, it was a red. Night. It was a red roof or something. Yeah, they tried you know, to keep the light on for us. Yeah, you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the kids are in a room. Henry and Joel have a nice conversation again. Um, Joel offers for them to come with them to Wyoming. Henry accepts, says, "I'm going to tell Sam about it in the morning." Mm -hmm. um, they they have a they have a nice little bonding where um, Joel kind of says it's different for kids because they don't have anybody to to they that relies on them, but for him and and Henry, they they have people who rely on them, Ellie and Sam. You know, right. I think Neil said that they, they did this episode for Henry and Sam to mirror Joel and Ellie. And yeah. They did a great job. Well, and I kind of got that. Even when I played the game, you kind of get that as well. Yeah, like they're, yeah. they're a mirror of each other. They're, yeah. they're a mirror. And uh, to me, what they did in episode three, Bill was mirror, mirroring um, um, Joel um, in a sense. Right. Because of I know you don't like that part, but that's that's what it is. I'm telling you. I anyway, did, I did air quotes. Air quotes, <laughs> but that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to say it. It's still not going to accept that. Anyway, so now they cut to the kids in the room, and, you know, they're having a nice little brief conversation. It's very important, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're writing stuff in their the little extra sketch. I said it right. Extra sketch. I said it right, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're writing in there, and then um, we'll, we'll see on Wednesday exactly what he wrote, but Henry wrote something to the effect of having a monster inside. Yeah, yeah. And he shows her his leg, and he's been bitten. Yeah. And Ellie tells him, my blood might be able to save you. She pulls out her knife, cuts her hand, and starts putting her blood on the wound and spreading it in there, so like massaging it in there like freaking ointment. So I thought, like, even for a split second, because, I mean, I, I haven't played the game in a while. I don't remember if they even find out that he's bitten prior mm -hmm. to him turning in the game. But I thought that was interesting that she actually cut herself and tried to put her blood on there, thinking yeah. that it was an antidote. Yeah. And then I thought, what if they actually go a different route they could, and they actually yeah. make it so it could have actually saved his life? Yeah. What would they like? How would the show kind of like made turns and yeah. whatever? Well, Wednesday when you play, you'll find out exactly how it plays out, and we'll compare the two. That'll be yeah, fun. yeah. Right, but right. obviously, that's not the case. No, but she's but she's very confident that it that it yeah. could because she ends up falling asleep in the room. Well, with him. she she says that he he asks her to stay away, to stay, stay away, yeah. stay up with him. Right? They they both decide not to tell Henry and Joel who are in the other room. Doors closed. Dumbass kids. Right. Ellie, next thing, next scene we see, Ellie wakes up, sunlight, and Sam is basically just staring outside the window. Mm -hmm. And she walks up to him, and he's 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 turned. He attacks her. They push through the door. Now, Joel and Henry are startled by this. Hen Henry gets the gun. Gets gets to the gun before Joel. Joel can. does. Yeah, tells, gets, gets tells Joel's him, gun. Yeah, just because he his gun was an empty, mm -hmm. like it was a fake, not a fake, but it didn't have any bullets. Tells Joel to back up, and in all the craziness, he shoots um, Sam almost like a, a like this is what you're supposed to do in this world. It's an affected shoot it, yeah, and then after he shoots it, that's when his mind goes, "What did I do?" Because he just realized I just killed my brother, right? And and he can't handle like like at the 
it was good that he kind of reacted instead of thinking like, what should I do? What should I do? Because everybody's kind of been trained or mindset is an infected, shoot it, right? right? So he does his first reaction is to shoot it. Then he realizes, oh my goodness, I didn't shoot it. I shot Sam and then he, he can't handle it and he shoots himself. And Ellie this time watching this, Instead of being, you know, previously when she saw someone, she wasn't enamored. She was horrified by it because she's obviously has a relationship now with Henry and seeing somebody kill themselves like that is pretty harsh. Yeah. You know, you can see it in her reaction in her face. Yeah, it was, it was a very obviously emotional scene. It sucked. It's one of those things like, you know, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. And even then it still doesn't kind of prepare you for it to actually happen, like watching Mm it. Yeah. And it, it just... I don't know, like, you looked at, like, we've seen Ellie throughout the, these episodes, and this is, the, like, seeing how she's acted towards, like, the violent stuff itself, yeah. like, she acted towards Joel, and she acted, like, when she finds the um, the infected guy in the basement mm-hmm. of the convenience store or whatever, and she has all these little different, like, ways to react to certain things, and how she's kind of, like, held herself, characterized, or whatever, and, and I've always found it annoying. Yeah. I would say this episode, not one time that I find her annoying yeah. and that I felt really bad for her. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I've actually like kind of, not say related to her because there's no way I can relate to any single thing that she's fucking doing, but there's kind of like how I can sympathize for yeah. what's actually happening to her. And she makes like, she, I don't even know if I'm, if I'm even saying it right. It's two o'clock in the morning now. It's, I don't know. She was genuine. She was like, just genuine. genuine. A little upset with that. Yeah. And, like, uh, I mean, because obviously, yeah, and... you mentioned it. You mentioned all the key points, the relationships and everything. I'm like, I think she, she also probably found a buddy that she thought she was going to travel with now. Like, yeah. She had something that she was like, for all the, all It's the, only been what, a day and a half? Maybe but still, two days? That's, but they that's got a lot great, for her. Yeah. It was a good day. It was great. They built quick rapport yeah the three she's, of them. she's been reaching out to joel and joel hasn't been reaching out back to her that slowly is, joel, slowly slowly but not as much as obviously this she's was wanted. immediate yeah. they kind of hit it off right yeah. away and so Sam and then to have that taken away from her and then also there's probably something inside of her where she feels like she failed yeah that she thought maybe her blood because yeah. she like it like it's you know she's going to meet up with the fireflies with scientists they're supposed she's to like, gonna be the savior of the world savior of the world cure whatever she thought Maybe she could save this kid to a point where she still stayed in the room with him. Yeah. Just in case that he turned, yep. thinking that, you know, maybe it would have worked. So yeah. now it all kind of crashed down yeah. in that scene. Then they show you them burying um burying Henry and Sam right, like right out there, right outside the motel. And she takes the etch a sketch and she writes, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Basically drops, you know, um, Joel's backpack and says, let's go. You know, we got we got place to go. And I think she's kind of got a, to me, it's like she got a re, um, she's refocused because she feels like she failed and she I, now has a purpose to, she's she more, I think she's more motivated, motivated to get there, to get and, there and, and, and see what the scientists can do to yeah. help everybody out. And then you see um, Joel's face, um, like, they they had a great zoom in on Joel, and you see Ellie kind of faded in the background, walking away, and it's like a a face of worry. Um, I think the in watching some of the things from the showrunners that they said that Joel, you know, feels like because they were, Henry and Sam was mirroring them, mm-hmm. that this might be how it ends up with him. That Ellie's going to be the one that passes away, like like Sam. And he doesn't want to have another loss. It's right. like, it, it, you know, so he's worried, generally worried, because 
when he was doing the sniping, he was really protecting her. Like he, he was not missing. He was like on it. Yeah. So I think now he's really on that protect. I got to protect this little girl. You know, um, he, he has some kind of emotion for her. Right. It's obvious at this point, they're traveling together and he's, he's protecting her. But now he's, that was a, a shark. Uh, it was a, 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 a sharp reminder of the world that they live in and how quickly things can turn. Like everything was great. And then just yeah. like that, it's, um, I'm burying these people. Yeah. And you're almost, you're just, you got to just pick up what you had and just kind of keep moving and yeah. let it go. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. I mean, I think this is one of my favorite episodes. I know there's only been five. This is five. my favorite. It's my favorite. This so might far. be my favorite. I'm gonna obviously rewatch it again before mm-hmm. Wednesday. I think this thing, this episode had the the whole package, where like everybody liked episode three because it told this love story and it was yeah. very deep and emotional and it was tragic but yet beautiful at the same time because they got to spend their life together. Yeah. This one had tragedy. It had um, you know, it had the action. It kind of had the best of both worlds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was yeah, ideal for, you know, yeah, in that sense. It, it had a love story in the sense of uh, two brothers, mm-hmm. you know, trying to protect, like one trying to protect the other, playing the father figure. And then you see what they went through. Mm-hmm. You hear what they went through, what he did in order, like, especially like you look at the whole package for about Henry for a second, how Henry betrayed someone that he like he looked up to that yes. he would have followed around to yeah. the ends of the earth or whatever, whatever he said is, yeah. to save his brother from leukemia to do all these things to in a way if we're if if, love. if we're right though is what kind of like sparked and finished the revolution mm-hmm. because of what he did the death of, of Michael leads to Kathleen taking over for the revolution and her revenge is based off of love too she obviously and her really revenge, loved her and her brother. revenge is based off of love yeah and then you kind of see it all come around where it's like you did all these things every mm-hmm. single thing happened to Kansas City and in a way you guys all kill you it, it killed all of you because of your love if yeah. you look at it in a way where it's like Henry still dies yeah. or Henry dies Sam still dies Kathleen dies Michael died Perry died. Everybody in Kansas City is pretty much yeah, probably dead, dead right now. Oh, Kansas City's all this shit, up. and you just got to keep moving. I don't know yeah. where it's going with this. Like I said, it's late. I, no, it's good. I mean, this ep- this show so far has introduced us some really good actors, especially these kid actors. Like a shout out to Kevon Woodard who played Sam. He's actually deaf. Oh, it's really in real good. Life. Yeah, he I saw, was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, in this, I think he's going to get a ton of new roles. Um, Lamar Johnson, who plays Henry, was great in his role too. Um, I thought Kathleen was awesome. You know, aka shout out to Rose, Two and a Half Men. I thought she did great. Rose <laughs> Perry, aka Video Game Tommy. You know, I wish we had a little bit more of him, but he he played his role well. So those four did really great in these last two episodes yeah. it's too bad we won't see it, more of them maybe in a flashback one day but hopefully. guess what we could talk more about them though, uh, wednesday. on wednesday oh, and we will and i we got will. so much to like i got like i'm gonna bring up perry's blind following of her his leader kathleen kathleen's poor leadership oh we'll, save it for it. wednesday we'll save it for wednesday all save right it. well let's wrap this up thank you so much everybody for sticking with us and tuning in if we could can more Thinking like it's radio. Thanks for tuning in. It's late, man. <laughs> Maybe Anyways. people are listening on iHeartRadio. It has radio in its name. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks again to our Patreon producer, Knight Rider 169. 
And uh, just like him, if you guys want to, if you want to help us out, head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash rotyourbrainmedia. And, uh, you know, help us out with some coffee. Maybe help us keep the lights on. Um, we're hit, we're, we're spitballing some new ideas for shows and stuff. We got something that might be coming out again, a new show in about maybe a month or so. It'll be more involved with the community that we're hopefully growing with you. So be on the lookout for that. We'll keep you guys informed. Thanks again. Um, and, uh, Ooh, don't remind part two of oh, uh, yeah. the Star Wars conversation we had on Still Holds Up is going to be launching, uh, the day after this episode. Yep. So that's, that's right. Awesome. We, uh, we had, Part in case two. you didn't know, we did uh, um, on uh, Still Holds Up, we did the prequel trilogy for Star Wars, and it was gets pretty nerdy. I enjoyed it a lot, um, but it was so nerdy that we had to break it into two parts. So part one is already out there right now, and yep, part two's dropping the day after this episode. Super nerdy, and you enjoyed it, so Oh, I love it. We're going to be doing a lot more nerd stuff like that. I'm oh, looking gosh. forward to it. Oh, boy. So thank you guys so much, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Music composed by Kyle Torme. Additional bed music composed by Jason Zaffrey. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last of Us, a Rot Your Brain podcast. Subscribe to The Last of Us podcast feed at rotyourbrainmedia.com slash The Last of Us. Follow us on Twitter at rot underscore your brain and support Rot Your Brain Media and its podcast by being a part of this exciting new and growing community. Visit patreon.com slash rotyourbrainmedia.com.